0: So as Brian mentioned, tonight um is senior night. So give it up for our seniors out there. <laughs> Who well, are here's a senior? Who's this who's a senior? Is there we have any other seniors? Raise your hand. Raise your hand, seniors. Okay, okay, we see y'all. We see y'all. So um on an account of being senior night, we have our interns team that are all seniors, here to impart some wisdom. <laughs> so as they look through different topics um, to share tonight, they came to uh, this topic to challenge us tonight. So um, in that challenge, uh, that challenge specifically is, um, is to contend for the faith. So we're gonna be looking at what it means to contend for the faith. We're gonna have five questions that is going to break that down for us. So before we hop into that, um, I just wanna have our interns share a little bit about themselves. And the other microphone is up there. Yeah, you can bring that over here. <laughs> Woo yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he's too, he's too speedy for the carpet. Nelaine.
1: Hi, (laughs) um,
2: my name is Nelaine, um, I am a senior.
1: Yeah, (laughs) um,
2: yeah, if you don't know me, you should, let's talk after, but, um, my major, I'm currently majoring in um, Communication Sciences and Disorders with a concentration in Language, Speech, and Hearing, and also in World Languages and Cultures with a concentration in Applied Linguistics. Um, um, a fun fact about me is that I have really cool roommates. Oh. <laughs> um, and really cool friends. Everyone in here is my friend now. Um, and after graduation, um, I hope to go to grad, graduate school um, to study either speech pathology or linguistics and Bible translation.
3: Hello, my name is Alexa. My major is also Communication Sciences and Disorders with a concentration in language, speech, and hearing, and a minor in Nutrition. Um, a fun fact about me is that I can juggle so if you ever want to see me juggle, um, please ask. Um, I'm not that great, but probably better than you. Um. Oh, not, not
0: me though. She's not better than me. So watch out. Competition's coming. Um, She's competitive.
3: And after graduation, um, I mean, as most of you know, I will be staying here on staff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I will also um, hopefully be starting a job as a speech language pathology assistant at a clinic that I'm currently shadowing at.
1: Woo! Shadowing, yeah. Yeah, Jesus, that's my best friend, and that's my fun fact. Um, <laughs> um, my name is My name is Chrissy. Uh, my majors are political science and psychology with a minor in environmental policy. Uh, after graduation, I will be pursuing a master's in sustainability at either USF or Wake Forest. Um, stay tuned to find out.
4: Yeah. <laughs> my name is Thomas. Uh, if I haven't gotten. <laughs> If I haven't gotten the chance to meet you, I would love to, come talk to me afterwards. Uh, actually scratch that, I'm going to be heading out to study. But my major is Health Sciences uh, with a co- concentration in Biological Health Sciences. Um, my fun fact, uh, I don't know, I scooter. That's people, people find that cool. Um, um, but plans after graduation, uh, I'm getting married, so that's pretty fun. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna do. It. I'm not gonna do it to her. Um, and then um, I uh, got accepted into Liberty, so I'm gonna be doing. It's just. It's gonna take five minutes for me to get through this. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna be doing a Masters in Medical Sciences in uh, Molecular Medicine. Um, and then I'm also. Oh my goodness. And then I also have an internship at a Christian Christian yeah. medical clinic. Oh my! You guys are too much. You guys are too much. But yeah, so that's that's what I've got going on. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you guys for sharing a little bit about yourself. So before we hop into our questions, we're going to wrangle it in a little bit. Uh, We're going to look at our key scripture for tonight, and then we're going to get into it. Is that okay with you guys? Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, right here. Jude 1, 1 through 4 is where we're going to be. That is Jude 1. Jude 1, you know, the only 1, 1 through 4. (laughs) All right. So, it says, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who uh, unnoticed, uh, who long ago were designated for, the cond- for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of God and sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. So that is our foundation for tonight um, and contending for the faith. So to start off our questions um, what is the faith?
2: So, in answering the question, what is the faith, um, the first verse that comes to mind is actually Hebrews 11.1, 1, which, which says, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's, up there so faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen um, and so when we look at this verse like the word assurance kind of sticks out to us right so it's like what are we assured of as believers um and like i would say that we're assured of the truth of the message of the gospel um and what is the gospel um well the gospel is according to um romans 1 well i'll just read that verse for you all as well um I'll paraphrase that verse for you as well. <laughs> so it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of Christ unto salvation, or it is power of God unto salvation, um, for all who believe, right? Um, so for those of you who don't know, like for the, what the gospel is, I'll just be running through a couple of verses that highlight that exactly. Um, and that's like the foundation of our faith. So I think it's really important that we go through that. So Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned um, and fall short of the glory of God, right? But what is the consequence of this? Like, what is sin? Like, why is this important? Well, Romans six twenty three says that for the wages of sin is death. So the payment for sin is actually death. So, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, in Romans 5, 8, going on, says that God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In Romans ten nine, which a lot of you probably know, says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And so the message of the gospel that we believe in, and by the way, if you don't have if you don't believe this message or if you'd like to hear more about it, come talk to anyone, any one of us afterwards. We'd love to um, get to know you more and just like walk you through what that means. Um, but that is the basis of our faith. And so I would say that like faith is just being assured of. Faith is just being assured of um, what we believe. In Romans ten nine, where it says, um, it doesn't say that maybe you might be saved. It says that you will be saved. And so that's why we're assured of like, what we believe in. Um, and I would say, yeah, pretty much that's the message of the Christian faith. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So thanks for giving us that foundation of faith. So moving into our second question, rolling off of that, why should we contend for the faith?
3: Um, So, we should contend for the faith because, well, first you have to know what contend means. Um, So, oh my gosh. (laughs) So sorry. Um, Okay, we'll just go with this. Um, So, the book of Jude was originally written in Greek. So, we need to look at the Greek word for contend in this um, verse context. So the Greek word in this passage means to agonize. So contending for the faith is hard and diligent work, and there are no shortcuts. Um, so why else should we contend besides just doing hard and diligent work? Mm, I'm waiting for my slide. <laughs> there we go. Um, so. The Greek word in this translation is also a continuous verb, so contending for the faith is an ongoing process in our spiritual walk that happens in our daily lives, Um, and Chrissy's going to expand more on that in a couple minutes here, Um, and as we see in verses 3 and 4, contending for the faith um, concerns our common salvation and ultimately the truth of the gospel, which Nelaine just gave us, and this is a valuable thing, and what do you do with things that are valuable? You protect (coughs) them. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? So sorry. Um, So yes, what do you do with valuable things? You protect them. So if you go into a jewelry store, they have locked cases. They may have a security guard. They're gonna have cameras everywhere. Because they really, really care about that jewelry because it is very expensive. And the, getting it stolen is like the last thing that the owners of the jewelry store would want to happen. Um, so as Christians, as people of faith, why do we contend for our faith? We contend for our faith because it is valuable to us. The message of the gospel is valuable to us because we are absolutely nothing without it. Um, So this is why we contend for our faith daily and why we fight for our time with God and our walk with him above all else. And why else do we contend for our faith? Um, As we see in verse four, there are certain people that have crept in. Um, These are dangerous men that are trying to pervert the message of the gospel. They were trying to pervert the message of the gospel back in Jude. There are people today trying to pervert the message of the gospel. You may have encountered them on campus. So this is why it's important to contend for your faith, to know why you believe what you believe more than Jesus loves me. Um, But to be able to go to scripture, go to the word, and um, know the character of God and the nature of our faith. And the enemy wishes to draw our focus away from God and the true gospel in any and every way that he possibly can. Because even though there are wicked men out there perverting the gospel, ultimately the battle is not against flesh and blood when it comes to contending for our faith.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. So um, adding on to that, Chrissy, what is contending and how does that look in our daily lives.
1: Yeah, um, so I think Alexa did a great job at explaining what contending is, uh, but just to piggyback off of that, I guess, haha Oh, like we're back in class, I don't know. Um, it's a verb, it's an action. Um, it involves you to actively do something. You cannot passively contend for your faith. Alternatively, you could say you're fighting for it, you're defending it, um, and with that being said, you can't fight or defend something if you don't know what it is. Have you ever tried to be in an argument, but you don't know even what you're talking about? It doesn't go anywhere, and people know that. They can see right through you. Um, as far as how does this look in our daily lives, Jude is so gracious enough to tell us. Um, if we look at Jude 1, 20 through 21, we'll see that it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads us to eternal life. So if you missed it, there's four main points um, in how we can actively contend. The first one is to build yourselves up in the faith. What does this mean? It's essentially just um, continually to grow in your walk with God. Uh, It involves a spiritual discipline, um, which takes time to do. Um, But as I said, how can you defend something that you don't understand? The more you get into the word, the more you understand God's truth um, and the way that he speaks to you, which will be individual for you and you alone. Um, Yeah, so the next point is praying in the Holy Spirit. Um, This is such an important key because we are man, and we can do nothing on our own, but when we invite the Holy Spirit into our prayer life, we receive guidance and direction. Um, And Alexa mentioned that there's uh, people amongst us who are teaching something false. There's deceivers, and when we ask for the Holy Spirit to come into our life, We're allowing him to open our eyes to the deceit. Um, A lot of stuff would go over our heads in the word, but when we pray and ask him to come into it, we're receiving God's heart and his knowledge. The third one would be keeping yourself in God's love. Um, The best way that I can describe this would be, again, I'm a person, so if you don't like it, you can get upset, I guess it's fine. Um, But if you love someone and they tell you not to do something, you're not going to intentionally go and do what they just said not to do. Um, So because we love God, we want to walk in faith and obedience and keep his commands. And Jesus, my best friend, as I said, he literally said, um, I'm not going to mess this up. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. Um, So the best way that we can love him is to keep his commands. um, And in doing that, that also involves loving others. The fourth piece is to wait with hope. Um, this is essentially just waiting with expectancy. Um, If we know God, we know that he is a God who moves and is still alive and active today. So you can't pray and read and try to go close to him without expecting him to do something, without expecting him to use you. Um, We know that he is continually doing stuff. And when we are waiting with hope, we're waiting to be used by him. Um, It's important to also acknowledge that as Judas saying this, he's explicitly saying um, that we're waiting for the return of Christ. Um, And with acknowledging that, it helps us not grow complacent or stagnant, um, because it's very easy to just know the gospel, know who God is, but forget that he's not done. Um, Forget that he is still coming back. And what all does that mean? You know, Um, we forget that there are so people who do not know his name, who do not know his truth. And the main reason that we are here is to serve him and is to allow every ear to hear his name. Um, Because why would you not want that? Why would you not want heaven to be a party? You know, Um, so with all that being said, That's great, that's cool, but what's that actually look like? That's a lot of things to do, and we're still human. Um, So just to make that even more practical, that means being involved with like-minded people who have the same goal in serving God. Um, It's so hard to contend for your faith alone. Um, And if you know God, you know there's a trinity, uh, Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, He has always been in community, um, and he calls us to be in community because we will fall short, but we have the blessing to have brothers to help pick us up and to encourage us um, and to just stay um, supported and to know that we're not alone in it. So with that, like seek out accountability, seek out discipleship, um, and also accept fear and challenges because again you live in a fallen world and the devil is just as active as ever you know he is still waiting um and with that he's going to try to push you out of your community and to try to isolate you but when you accept that there's doubt and that there's fear it allows you to grow closer to God because he's not afraid of that he already acknowledges all of the fears and the doubts and he says um come to me with them I'm so sorry he's not surprised by it he says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find it knock and the door will be opened to you he's not caught off guard by anything Um, and yeah that's what I have to say
0: awesome thank you Chrissy Um, so following that how uh, do you continue to keep your faith in God in the midst of great uncertainty For your future?
4: Yeah, so as I was thinking about this question, um, there were sort of like a few, um, I think, really common positions that we find ourselves in, in terms of um, doubting for the future and being uncertain. One of which is that we're just like holding on so tightly to this plan that we have. We're like, I want to do this. I want to do that without ever asking God what he wants of us, right? And so you get to a point where like, Okay, there's, like, multiple steps to my plan, but then, like, the first one goes awry, and now you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, what do I do from here? Right, one of the scriptures that, again, came to my head, like, right when I saw this question was um, in James chapter 4, uh, verses 13 um, to 15. It says, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So for the person out there that's like holding on as a preventative measure, let go. You know, understand that ultimately it's God's will, you know. And so if you try to make all these plans like and something falls apart, you're going to find yourself in a in a really bad Position. So, as a preventative measure, right, just, you know, don't hold on so tightly um, to your plans. I think um, two other places we can find ourselves in are either you know God's general plan for your life. Um, for example, I've known for quite some time that um, God has called me uh, to go to med school, pursue medicine for medical missions. And so, uh, for me, I knew, like, the end goal but sometimes I found myself in uh, places, even relatively recently. Uh, I've talked to some of you about it, where I was like, "God, I don't see the path forward. Like, I know the end goal, but there's this brick wall in my way, and I don't know how to get around it." Right. So that's that's one of the places. And then one of the other ones is um, you've submitted your plans to God, but He hasn't really given you a clear direction. Um, and I think um, there's some um, truths that um, apply to those as well. Uh, one of the other scriptures I was thinking of uh, was Matthew 6, um, verses 25. This one's kind of a longer section, but to 33. Uh, he said, uh this is Jesus speaking in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not your life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, "What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear?" For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Right? So instead of like looking for your own plan and doing your own thing, seek first the kingdom of God, and ultimately He is faithful um, to provide and you know give you a direction. Um, in James one. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously without reproach, uh, but ask in faith without doubting. Uh, For the one who doubts, like a wave that is driven and tossed by the sea, uh, that man is double-minded, unstable in all of his ways, you know? So it's like, ask in wisdom, and you will receive, right? But there are times where maybe the timing isn't quite right. And so you're asking for wisdom, you're asking for wisdom, and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. I think in those times, instead of just sitting complacently, waiting God to tell you a specific direction, Um, most of the time you're already moving in a direction. If God doesn't tell you otherwise, sometimes you can just press on until he does give you something else. You know, I think that's, that's okay. You know, as long as you're making some progress, you know, making sure you're being diligent in your faith, you know, you're, you're, you're sticking to uh, the scripture, reading, you know, praying, ultimately he will eventually um, give you an answer. Um, So those are
0: Awesome. That's so good, Thomas. Thank you for that. So for this last question, we're just going to be uh, asking each of the, the interns, the seniors here, um, this question. So as a senior, what is the main lesson you have learned in your time in college?
4: Yeah, so funny enough, um, the main lesson is the one I really just spoke about. Um, I, I said during it that like many of you know, like uh, even just like, man was it like a month ago, I was like, um, man, I, I don't see my path to med school. Like, what am I doing with my life? I don't see the way forward. Um, and then I remember I was randomly looking for master's programs. It was really hard. There weren't many uh, that I qualified for. My GPA is pretty low. Um, for those of you that are pursuing medicine and understand the requirements for med school, I'm sitting at just below a 3.0 right now, which is terrible. I was like, God, uh, I, I messed up. Like, wh- what now, right? And I was just looking for programs, and all of a sudden I stumbled across a Liberty uh, online program. I was like, okay, that's interesting. It's online, not in person. Don't know what that means. And then the next week I get a call from Brian, <laughs> who is, who is um, doing his rotations at this uh, Christian nonprofit medical clinic in Orlando. And he says, hey, bud, they're looking for gap year interns at this At this place, they don't have enough applicants. I said, that's really interesting. I just found this online program, and that would, like, work perfectly. Like, this is so strange. Um, And then, so I applied for that, eventually got in, heard from Liberty even just this week. And so, like, the way God was faithful and just, like, moved mountains in order, um, you know, for me to get where he wants me to be. Um, And ultimately, it is God. You know, it's not our efforts. And, you know, I believe that, you know, in our weakness is where God can shine through the most. Um, and he uses our mistakes and our insufficiencies to really show his faithfulness. And so that's the big one is despite your insufficiencies, God is faithful and he'll bring you through and he will work his way in your life.
0: Amen. Thank you, Chrissy.
4: Yeah. Um, so
1: to answer the question of what my main lesson has been throughout my time in college, <laughs> it was, or it is, I guess, Um, That it's not about me. It has never been. It's always about God um, and what he wants to do. And there's a lot to say about that. I am a person who thinks everything that they're doing is wrong. Um, I feel like I'm just continually screwing up and just messing up and making mistakes. And I'm like, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Oops. Oops. Could have done that better. Um, But when I like stop and like, remember God, I can see the ways that he's used my messes and my mistakes to just um, shape his glory and his will. And it's funny because I remember driving up uh, when I was moving in for my freshman year, I was just talking to God and I was just begging for him to use me for his revival in whatever way that looked like, Um, and especially on the USF campus. I just, I was debating on going to different schools and for a while I wanted to go somewhere That was like a Christian school because I just so badly wanted my faith to be something that was prominent. Um, And I said, if I can't do that, if I'm going to come to a public university, then God just used me for revival. Uh, Fast forward to my first semester of college, I sank. Uh, God was there and I said, What's here? Um, Struggled a little bit. And it wasn't until a couple of months ago that I remembered that prayer of. uh, just begging for God to use me for revival and whatever that looked like. And I didn't know that I would be, um, that I would find the BCM, that I would, like, find community in there, be a part of it, and have, like, an active role in it. Um, I didn't know that I would lead a family group. I didn't know that I would be an intern. I didn't know that I would um, be on discipleship team. Um, such things that, like, involve the Lord's hand, um And yeah, it's funny because through all of that, I thought I was messing up. I thought I was making mistakes and could have done things better. Um, And 30 minutes ago, I was freaking out because I thought I was going to mess this up. So talk about it. I'm like over here freaking out. I'm like, I'm going to mess it up. I got to talk so much. I'm going to do so bad. And then I I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, girl, what's your lesson? You're literally like. (laughs) 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 I was literally like. I'm about to tell these people it's not about me, but I'm crying because I'm like, I'm going to do so bad. Pride. Who is she? She's selfish. I'm a mess. Um, (laughs) I'm also transparent, if you can't tell, apparently. Um, But yeah, like the Lord is just so faithful. And when you take a step back and stop looking at yourself, no one else is looking at you. I can tell you that we're all stuck in our heads. Um, so when you take your eyes off of yourself and just try to look at what God is looking at, sorry again, you will see the ways that he is working in you and around you and using your mess and your mistakes for his glory. So it's not about me. And I know it's not about you because I know it's about God. And that is my lesson. Amen.
0: Thank you, Chrissy. Alexa. Give
1: me a sec.
3: (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> of course, is this on? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um okay, so my main lesson that I have learned as a senior now in college is that even when my circumstances don't seem good, the Lord uses it all for my good and ultimately His glory. And looking back, the Lord was working even in the circumstances where I hated it all in the toughest seasons. Um, One of the big struggles that kind of kicked off my college career was I did not know what to major in. Um, I have changed my major five times, um, but I'm still here. I'm graduating literally on time. Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah I I didn't know what I liked to do um I didn't know what the Lord wanted me to do every major I switched to every semester of classes that I hated taking I just got more and more discouraged and at that point I felt like a joke um it was a joke to my friend group um you know, like, what major is Alexa going to have next week? Um, and it it was just, it was very discouraging. And I was like, God, like, where are you? Like, can you please, just please, like, tell me what to major in? Like, I have no idea. Like, I can't drop out. Um, I was really fortunate to get a scholarship here. So I knew that. And I knew that meant that God wanted me here at USF. And that's all I knew. Um, So randomly, um, air quotes around that, because it was all God. I discovered um, speech pathology as a major. Um, I met a girl who had the same major and was a year above me and had a very similar story about changing majors and panicking about graduating on time. and a few of my friends randomly mentioned that they could see me as a speech pathologist and working with kids. Um, And now here I am, two weeks away from graduating. I absolutely love the field that I'm in that I literally did not know existed until I impulsively changed my major to it. Um, And so ultimately that has just, um, reminded me that throughout this whole college experience, the Lord is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide, and he is enough. Um, so, my sweet buddies, this is what I leave you with. Lean into the Lord, in the known, in the unknown, in the good, the bad, and the ugly. And before yourself, before your friends before school, before anything else, remind yourself of God's character. Because when you remember that he is your provider, when you remember that the God who created the entire universe is your father, that literally changes everything. It should stir up something inside your heart. And you won't always like your circumstances. I haven't. But I can say from experience, the Lord has provided me peace in every circumstance, every time that I have sought him. It didn't change my circumstances. It didn't make it fun and happy and better. But I had peace from God. And what more could I have asked for? So that is what I would leave you with, is to just seek the Lord and praise him for who he is. Seek his face before you seek his works and what he can do for you because he already let his son die for you. Um, So God is not your handyman. He's not here to fix your life and make it all happy and pretty and perfect, Um, but he's here to sustain you and carry you through even the classes you're taking this semester and through however many semesters and classes that you have left in college.
0: Thank you. Our last. <laughs> oh. bang! <laughs> All of them cheating right in front of y'all. Come on.
2: So one of my biggest takeaways from like my time in college is is that God is faithful. Um, he is exceedingly faithful. Um, even when I am not faithful to him. So when I fall short, when I've messed up, when I've just strayed from God, um, he's always been faithful to me. Um, And I just want to share one of my favorite verses with you. It's Exodus 34, um, verses six and seven, but I'll just do part of verse six. Um, It says that the Lord is a gracious and compassionate God. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Um, And that's God describing himself. That's God describing himself. Um, that's not; Those are not my words. Those are um, God's words. And so um, I feel that's one of the biggest things where I've seen his faithfulness over and over and over and over again um, in my life. And also just like his sovereignty. Like he is so sovereign. He has been sovereign. He is sovereign. He will continue to be sovereign um, in all areas of my life. Um, and just like, I can see that like throughout just like I'm an international student, as you guys probably... As you guys probably know, so um, I when I moved here, I knew no one, um, not even the person that I was going to be living with, like zero people, <laughs> um, but like that was God, like he made the way for me to come here, he made the way for me to randomly find this church that just happened to be next to the house I was living at. We just happened to have a lot of BCM people who just happened to invite me to a Bible study and then just happened to invite me to, um, at the time it was called Challenge, but um, like the Thursday night services, well, as Alexa said, like happened in um, quotation marks because that was like all God. Um, And like what I had been praying for like at the end of high school um, was just essentially just to know God better. Um, I struggled a lot with like depression, anxiety in high school. I had no idea <laughs> what I was supposed to believe in. Um, so when I came to college, I had prayed. I was like, God, um, I don't know like where you are. I don't know if you're even listening to me, um, but I want to know who you are. I want to find a community where I can grow, where I can just learn about you, like where I can develop a love for your scripture or to know even if the scriptures are true, just like, just like all that. Um, and so... Um, yeah, so God has really like made that evident. Obviously, like I'm here at the BCM. Um, I never would have seen myself being an intern. Never would have seen any of this coming. But God has been faithful to me. And um, honestly, if I were to leave like any like word of encouragement to you guys, that would be to like read scriptures and like pray. Um, and I know that sounds like a Sunday school answer, but um, that's honestly what changed my life. Um, I just had a lot of people around me that were constantly like. Hey, what'd you read in your Bible today? What did you What are you reading right now? Um, and like coming from a church background that they focused a lot on like the experiences with God and not so much on His Word. Um, like that really helped me to like ground my ground my faith and to understand like, okay, this is what I believe in. This is what the truth of the gospel is. This is what faith is. Um, and so I will leave you with that. Like just take time out to read your Bible. I heard someone say. Um, that if you have time to eat breakfast, you have time to read your Bible. John Piper. Okay. <laughs> I didn't remember who it was. I knew it was someone like that. It was Thomas. I heard Thomas say it. Okay. Um, and so, honestly, like, like just read it. Like, it's a, uh, um, it's the Word of God is living and active, um, sharper than any two-edged sword, like piercing through to division of bone and of marrow, of soul and of spirit. It discerns the thoughts and intentions of your heart. Um, and so it's not just like some dead book um, that's just like dusty sitting on a shelf. Um, not just a book that people like come and like talk out of once on a Sunday. Um, it's a guidebook. Like it's, well, well, it is a guidebook, but more than that, it's also like God's words to us. Um, like the Bible is God's word. It's, it's, it gives us instructions on how to live but it also gives us like a deep, just thorough understanding and knowledge of who God is um, and how to know Him better. And that's what I would I would want all of you guys to like just fall in love with Scripture. Um, just read it. Read it on the daily. Read it when you don't feel like reading it. Read it when you feel like reading it. Read it when you're at the gym. Read it when you're when you're um, in an exam. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um, well, maybe I don't know. Um, I don't know. But it's it's so pertinent. I think. Um, and also pray. Prayer is really important as well. Like, don't leave out any one of those. Um, God wants you to talk to Him. Um, talk to Him. Yeah, that's all I
0: got. Awesome. Thank you, <laughs> Millane. Very good. Thank you guys for being uh, servant leaders here at the BCM. And, oh, oh, oh I lied. Um, And ultimately, uh, servants of Christ. So with that, Jake come up. He's going to lead us in a time of prayer for these graduates.